welcome to Consequence Design, the podcast, question mark. This was definitely not the plan. This is what happens when you combine fervor, uh, um, poor conversion metrics on writing things, and um, a once in a once in a quarter century snowstorm in your hometown where you live. Um, I'm Ron Bronson, and I spent quite a bit of time talking in and around these topics related broadly to design and how we design with intention. So what am I talking about? Well, there are lots of folks doing really good work around things like AI ethics and you know, really asking us questions, not about, and these aren't just ours, all designers or researchers. These folks are just like, you know, folks who are like advocating in sort of justice uh, frames to think about the whys we're doing things, not just the hows. And I think that's a super important uh, conversation that needs to happen as it relates specifically to this intersection of experience design, interaction design, service design whatever you want to call it, UX is somewhere in there. As it relates to that space, uh, there is simply not as much attention on the intention of what we're building and why we're doing it. Some really good conversations recently about this topic, and and I think it, for whatever reason, it led me to, to do this. We'll see if it actually persists or if this is a a one-off effort. This first episode is really merely a, a sort of a sound check, but also an opportunity for me just to sort of um, discuss if I'm going to do this, why I'm doing this. I think that designers, right now, the conversation seems to be that designers understand is a problem. Um, lots of folks at different parts of their career, especially folks who are junior in their careers, asking questions about how do I push back when something doesn't make sense? Or I push back, but I'm not able to, to, to get someone to listen to me. Or, you know, I document the problems, but I, I don't know how to move forward. Or when's enough enough? And you have folks at other parts of their careers who have, you know, sort of different value judgments, making their own assessments about the hows and the whys and what makes sense. And, and I think... What we need to do, I have a question I posed the other day, but it's a question I'm still asking. And a thing I want to investigate more deeply is, as an industry, as folks working in industry, meaning sort of like an industry within an industry, because you could be a designer working in insurance or a designer working at a bank or a designer working, you know, at a Westernware store in rural Wyoming someplace. Uh, a thing I did, by the way sold a lot of things to uh, folks in Japan. In any case, the question becomes, I had a, a penchant for putting out really glib tweets, but um, one of them is, is I don't think this is about a seat at the table. People are like, oh, I just want to see at the table. I think we're at the table at this point. What you need is cross-functional oversight. You need an ability, the ability for folks, a cross-functional team of folks, who understand the work well, who understand the perils and the problems, who also understand the business goals and understand if even if you're working in government, there are still business goals. It's just that they're different kinds of business goals. 
And so what you need are people in power to be able to say, nope, we're not going to do that because our values are X or as an industry for us to get together and say, we're not going to do this because that is out of bounds for the things that we do. Other industries have it. Someone asked me this question. And I said, you know, somebody who was, you know, works in a, works for an agency somewhere once they asked me, they asked me these questions about, you know, do designers have a, you know, a rules you have to follow or some kind of, you know, sort of standardized code of ethics. And I said, if it's around design patterns, maybe there aren't any rules there either, but at least there's some accepted, you know, some really good accepted standardization coming at, coming out of that space. But as it comes to morals or rules or ethics around uh, making me subscribe to things, no, that's policy. Fun fact, you can, if you subscribe to a newspaper, most of you, if you've subscribed to a paper, you know this, but say a large paper like the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. If you subscribe to the Wall Street Journal and you want to subscribe online, you can do this. If you want to unsubscribe, you need to call them. This is not an unusual thing. However, they have a privacy policy, they have a cancellation policy for Maine, Vermont, California, and New York that is different than anywhere else in the United States. How it works in those states, Vermont excluded, because Vermont is like a weird, like year-long rule. But if you live in California, you want to cancel your Wall Street Journal subscription. Turns out there's a link right on the site for you to do this because the state law says they have to provide this. Um, why does it take? I mean, this is great that these states have these rules, but but these are the kinds of things that can be solved that are not being solved. But designers can't solve this. Engineers and product people and, and uh, biz dev folks and account managers and, and aren't going to CEOs or not well, are not going to solve this individually. These are policy problems. And so when I talk about consequence design, what we're talking about is this intersection where policy meets all of these moments. Is it not just as these? You can't design your way out of systemic problems. You're not going to you're going to design your way out of transition, large scale, you know, wicked problems. But because people often don't have the dexterity, more do, but because people don't understand the dexterity of policy changes and and, and harm, and how it's baked into our system. Because they don't understand that, it can be very difficult to design against it. And what I mean is, you know, is be able to figure out how to understand how malicious actors, you know, adversarial design, to understand how malicious actors are going to use your thing because you don't necessarily have the depth of understanding of the pervasity of all the different things that are happening. And I don't expect one person or a team of people to know that or to have that. What you want to be able to do is to be able to be designing iteratively in a way that allows you to make changes as you learn new information. So where does that leave us? Well, I'm not sure. But what I'm hoping for through this exercise and through other conversations and, and through writing and reading and some other ideas that are floating around in my head, to be able to get us to a place where we can just stop talking about it or just start taking, stop taking half measures and to begin to be able to create cohorts of individuals, cohorts of groups who are like, here's where we stand. Here's our stance on this. We've made these decisions. We've taken this pledge. We've made this commitment. You know, this whole B Corp thing is a thing is for a long time. I want the, the, the ethical design allegory for this in terms of 
the ways that you build your startup or build your, you know, your the larger company than a startup at this point. Like our design principles are X, we believe in Y. Um, other folks who believe in this will also follow these, this method, you know, this, this, this belief system, if you will. Um, many will not and will profit short term because of it. But if we can come up with what that is, and the reason I always retch by the, you know, the thought of ethics or talking about philosophy and so forth is one I minored in it, but also <laughs> some sort of still recovering from that. But the real reason is because it presupposes we're on the same page. And I know that we're not always on the same page that folks, even folks on the same page often have different frames of belief and being around certain ideas. And so it's not enough to say, or not enough to assume that folks are seemingly well-meaning and seemingly agree because they don't. And so we have to state our intentions. We have to state our purpose. We have to state where we stand, plant our flags in the ground to do a better job of, of letting folks understand where we are and then being able again to design patterns. And to so, so what does that leave us? I think the first thing is, is articulating all the different kinds of, of giving names to these things. You know, I went on a rant today about discovery. We don't spell these things out. We don't talk about end states. We don't talk about closure experience. These things don't have names to them. So because they don't have names to them, because we're not discussing it, because it's not someone's job to only focus on this thing, it can't be done as well because folks are trying to do seven jobs. I joked sort of glib that, that we, I want a fry cook model of this. I want one person's job to be to focus on one aspect of the experience. Is that slower? You're damn right it's slower. But what you get from that is somebody who's really good at onboarding, somebody who's really good at, you know, creating, you know, modals, somebody who's really good at cancellation experience and creating humane experiences. I don't even like the word humane or humanity. It we, we're causing massive damage to the planet. We, we murder animals and insects and other things that we can't see. And I don't, so I'm not a huge fan of only talking about humans as if that's predominant. You know, you can disagree with that. That's fine. But this is why I rush also at this whole like movement towards human centered design or humanity centered design or humane. Well, humane is, is all in the eye of the beholder. We, you know, I live in a country with a death penalty. Like I don't, I, you can't, you're not going to, I can't talk about humane. I'm sorry. That's about it, though. Hopefully, we'll come back to this and there'll be some more investigation and interrogation around these and other ideas because there's a lot to talk about. I mean, if I really get into this, I'll bring other folks on and we'll chat and we'll ask questions. Looking forward to asking some questions. But this was just a, this was a, this was a, an act moment, not a, not a, I've been thinking about this stuff a lot. And so, felt like it was time to to plant my own flag and to articulate in a, in a more in a, in a in a different medium I've been writing a lot for a long time but I thought that it was time again to well proverbially dust off the mic and have a one take conversation this is definitely a one take show so you know send your send your criticisms to the uh, to the circular file because that's how this went down but until next time, I'm Ron Bronson. Thank you for joining me. I'm not advertising this. If you found it, congratulations. And we'll talk to you soon.